everyone. Welcome back to the Queens of Social Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Queen P. And I'm your co-host, Queen H. We invite you all to join us this week as we share, laugh, cry, and learn through our experiences as women of color who happen to be social workers. So let's get started. Caretaker and caregiver are two terms that are often used interchangeably, but refer to different professions in the field of caregiving. A caretaker is a person who is responsible for the maintenance, upkeep, and protection of a property, animal, or person. A caregiver is a professional or a family member who provides care, support, and assistance to individuals who are unable to perform daily activities on their own due to age, disability, or illness. They are trained and equipped with the necessary skills to provide medical, emotional, and practical support to their clients. For instance, this may include ensuring that they live in a safe and comfortable environment, handling their finances, and doing household chores. A CNA is a caregiver who has had professional training and has received their nurse's aid certification. Yes, Queen H. So caretaking, caregiving, it's a thing we're social workers, we know about giving care, we know about receiving care, we know about setting up our patients, our clients, our members with care. Um, Talk to me about caretaking or caregiving at home. Have you had to provide care at all in your experience? You know, in different ways, right? So you can say you're a caretaker when you have children, right? Caregiver, because you have to care for the children. But when you're a parent, people don't see that as a caregiving role. It's a parent, you're a parent. That's your job, you're supposed to do it. Um, But I would say that I've been a caretaker and I guess I would say a limited caregiving um, for family members who have been sick. So um, my aunt uh, passed away two years ago and, oh no, it's not even two years ago. Jesus. That's four years ago. You see, time. Wait, COVID. Yes. It just blanks out a whole span of time. But Mm -hmm. yes, she passed away in 2019. Mm. Or was that 2020? No, it was 2019. It was 2019 because it was before the vid. Yes, it was September 2019 when she passed. Mm -hmm. And um, from the time I was going to and from New York to Maryland, you know, making sure things were together, but we had a whole team. We shared it, right? So it was um, her daughter, who's my big sister, right? And my best friend, and we just kind of like trying, and my sister-in-law, and we, you know, made sure the finances were in order. When she had surgery, I was there. You know, we took turns caring for her, getting the house in order, doing all of these things. And of course, her daughter did the bulk you know, um, because at that time she was able to work remotely. So she was there longer, but just that period of time taking care of her, you can see where, you know, it can be overwhelming, right? And fortunately, right, for her daughter, like she could rely on us to fill in and do all of that. There's a lot of people who, who don't have that. You know, I had another friend who was, caretaking her mom who was sick and you know she had a sister 
but she was doing their caretaking. And I mean, I mean, granted, the sister wasn't the mom's daughter, but still like, you know, no help. And she was in grad school. It was, it was so many things. Wow. On social media, you do see a lot of clips of uh, children with parents who have Alzheimer's or dementia. And they're like with their parents in a restaurant and the parent doesn't know who they are and they're taking these videos and things like that. And you can only imagine what that caregiving must be, how heartbreaking it can be for someone who gave birth to you to not recognize you at some point. And not for nothing, dementia is one of those things that I, I find becoming more prevalent in the Caribbean community and among people of color. I have not known this thing to be um, something that we were impacted by for the most part, but more and more I'm seeing this is happening. <laughs> um, we are being impacted in droves in a way that I hadn't seen before, especially working in healthcare. And so it's just really, um, it can shatter you. And I, I can imagine being um, a social worker, giving care all day long to your patients, your clients, and then having to go home and care for someone who may be your child, but also may be an aging parent or grandparent you know, not for nothing. I was watching one of my shows last night and um, what's the name of the show? East New York, girl, in my hood, okay? And um, this young girl was taking care of her aunt and she ended up, oh, spoiler alert, if y'all watch the show, she killed her cousin. She stabbed him with a scissor in the bathroom, she did. But also you can tell by the way she took care of this woman. <laughs> that this was her whole life, that it was all consuming for her. And of course, the cousin that the grandma probably favored was over there spending the little social security check because it'd be like that. You know what I'm saying? In granny eyes, one can always do no wrong. You know, these dynamics, these family systems, these things come up. But to watch it play out, and it really was so interesting to see play out. Um, and I just want to say that caretaking is not easy. Y'all are real heroes. We are real heroes for doing this work. And we just um, shout out to everybody. You know, at the end of this episode, we're going to give tips for the caregiver. And we're going to give some um, some tips if you are someone who is in a position to give care now and you would like resources or you would like to um, learn how to go about, you know, getting a caretaker for your loved one. So a couple of things came up for me with what you were discussing. First, um, I think it was always there. In the Caribbean and Black community, I think they just didn't name it and claim it in the same one. They just say, oh, this one forgetful or this one mad <laughs> or this oh. one is this. Oh, yeah. Because long time, I've had actually quite a few family members who had dementia historically. So listen, really? a sister, yeah, listen, a sister is worried about her brains, but... <laughs> <laughs> Later on in life. But yeah, I have actually a great, great uncle who ha is in a nursing home um, back home with dementia. And his siblings, he had a few siblings who had dementia. Get out. Yes. Yes. I have not seen. Now, mental illness, you see, because they call you, oh, you're sick. You know, oh, they you're like, mad. To give it this general term, sick. Or you mad. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, and that's really... That's mental illness, no matter what that is. Because in front of your mm -hmm. bipolar, hell, depression, they call they put you somewhere, they call you sick. All right. Mm -hmm. But not this dementia. Yeah. That but Alzheimer's they would, and thing. Yeah, but they would call it mad too, because you have to think. Think about 
what happens with dementia, right? Right. People are mm-hmm. wandering. Sometimes people talk in foolishness. They tell you you're <laughs> they talking like they fully in all kind of business. <laughs> so <laughs> we laughing about it, but it's right. not funny. Right. But you know right. what I mean? But but it's true because anyway, you know what I mean. It's true. So you know, I think it's been around, it's here, but I think it's just because there's more awareness of it that, you know, we're able to say, okay, this is what's happening. It's not just because the person is forgetful. There's like, there is a name to them, right? So that's one factor, right? The other thing that came up for me is that, and I know that this will probably be another topic if I'm going to talk about it later, but People assuming because you're a social worker that you are the right person to be the caregiver or caretaker or whatever it is. No, sir. Or that you should be it. I can tell you this now. There are certain things I can do. And listen, I can help with everything. But when it comes to cleaning up somebody's batty, okay? Me no business. I just can't like Listen, I can't. You, you get over it quickly. I'm telling you, Queen Age. It's all right. It's, it's... That's what you said. Listen, when my I get two two scenarios. When my <laughs> when my aunt, because at this point she couldn't walk, she couldn't do nothing, and she had come home to do home hospice, right? And I could do certain things. Up, I listen. I wipe up your pum pum good. I could do that. I could deal with that. It clean. But when you talk about defecation, and, and we have to have real honest talk. The, the issue is that people don't have honest talk. And then when people are honest, they're like, oh, she shouldn't have said it. No, let's be honest. There are certain things that are challenging for people. Anything else, I will rub you down, scrub you up. I can do that. But when you defecate or throw up, I lose my mind. I cannot handle it. So my aunt did that it was time for a diaper change and I had changed her diaper before but it was pee it was not number two when I tell you it happened and it was so much I said oh Jesus <laughs> this is not for me but my sister-in-law that's why we call her um American treasure because she swooped in and she bam cleaned it up bam got in there what like it was nothing I'm like, anything else I I will do. I can do it. But that happened. Give you another example. <laughs> it wasn't caregiving, but I was spending time with my grandmother. This is, I was a teenager. Uh, yeah, young teenager. I was in, in Jamaica. And my grandmother turned and she had to vomit. She vomited. Do you know I ran out of the room? my aunt was there she's like where you going grandpa could have used your help I said no she was she was dying because <laughs> that's that was what was happening in my mind and I didn't need to see that okay so <laughs> that was it for you listen I, I just cannot I always told the kids and foster kids when I work with them and we went on trips there's two things you don't come to me for if you had an accident and it's number two and if you got a vomit, bleeding, I can handle. But those two things, I can't. You better go to the next chaperone, okay? Don't come to me because I will leave you straight there. I will go find you some help. Indeed. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay, Queen H. 
Because you know what? And one of the tips, I mean, obviously we're going to get to tips, but I'll just say now, like knowing your limits. If you can't deal with shit and you can't deal with vomit, then, then be clear about that. You know what I mean? Know that your caregiving has limitations and ask for help in those moments. You know what I mean? The patient or the, the person who needs care still need that care, whether you can handle it or not. So you better get some backup. We got a solution, you know, because people need help. Lord. All right. So in terms of day-to-day, my caregiving experience has looked like a lot of doctor appointments, a lot of checking meds, making phone calls. Yo, you taking your meds? I'm not the nurse case manager, okay? But I have to call and check. Are you putting Maggie in your food? Can you please stop using the Maggie every day in the saison? Okay, why are you food salty? <laughs> why are your pressure going up? Let's let's focus on getting this together, okay? So I'm calling, I'm checking in. For me, that's day-to-day, you know, checking the meds. Did you take your morning meds? Did you take your night meds? You know, all these doctor's appointments, taking time from work. Got to go to the doctor, got to go to the doctor. Got to check in, got to do, got to be. Um, and then working a demanding job. It is a lot on um on anyone's life you know a lot on the body a lot on the mind it's wearing and tear honey if you told me today you booking me a first class ticket to go lay down on somebody beach baby <laughs> i be packed matter of fact i'm gonna just walk outside boom passport in hand crocus bag on the side okay ready to with my coachments ready to roll out because that's it i'm not even gonna take time to pack I'm going to just pack my coachments. You know, you need fresh drawers and thing. That's it. Everything else I need, first aid, what they got that wherever I'm going to go. That's it. I'm I'm ready for a respite, honey. Waiver me, okay? Waiver program me immediately. Okay, bridge back to life. Call the people them. Give my ass a break. Thanks. <laughs> Listen, I agree. I agree. Listen, the role and the responsibility is so much and people don't understand and you know last episode we talked about death and you know dealing with that and there's caretaking in that and making sure things get done that's not everybody's not able to do um and then the caretaking like you said of the living the day-to-day daily monitoring right so, you know, people think of physical caretaking, lifting people up, bathing them, but there's other ways, making sure people are at their appointments, keeping track of their bills and their finances and doing it. Like, it's already hard enough to take keep track of my damn money. So I got to keep track of somebody else's. We got to go with a program. And not to mention, if someone has dementia and then you keep in track and then they are having some trouble and then now they're accusing you of taking their money? Girl. Can we talk about that for two seconds? <laughs> two seconds. And then you know, we could go on a tangent. It just so happens that, you know, we're talking about caregiving, caretaking, and, and dementia is coming up, right? Mm. Memory loss is coming up. Lord, be offense, Lord. And be a, a pill of Nuiva. What's the, what's the medication name that they give you for memory loss now? Nuvira? Something so. Anyhow. When people start to have memory loss, they're having changes in their brain that they cannot control. All they can do, according to science these days, is kind of speed down the cells or speed down the changes in the brain. With that being said, it is progressive. It may start a little bit 
with um, forgetting your keys or leaving your cell phone, putting your cell phone down somewhere or leaving the stove on or, you know, trying to take the dog for a walk and you ain't got no dog. You know, it, it, it progresses into this thing, right? And so <laughs> when you start to see signs for your loved ones, please take note. Hey, mommy, I can so-and-so. She wasn't doing so-and-so two months ago. You know, take note. Don't just be like, oh, nah, man. You know, mommy get mommy kind of head thing sometimes. Don't don't go that route. Don't, don't go that route. Take note of it. Say, hey, let's get you to a neurologist. Let's do some testing really quick because you want to know what's ahead. If if you need to get ahead of something, it's it's immediate that as soon as you recognize something's off, you go and get it looked at. People will change on you. Some people are super loving, super affectionate, and they don't know who the hell you are. And it's okay. Some people will bust you in your head with a cane, throw a pipe, all kind of thing. They putting salt all over the place. They doing all kind of stuff, you know, that don't make any sense. And of course you want to try to orient them, but when somebody is gone, they not here. There's nothing you can do to orient. All you can do is try to de-escalate. So keep that in mind too. You know, if y'all watch a million little things, you will see that the character roams for, and this may be a spoiler alert too, but the father, <laughs> the character Rome's father is dealing now with like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's type of situation. If you watch that show, you'll see that uh, the advice he was given was also to like live in his father's reality so that it doesn't become more confusing and more traumatizing as he's losing his memory. So y'all keep those things in mind because um, caregiving, caretaking is not for the faint of heart and it, it can be complicated. When somebody starts to box you down, okay, when somebody busts you in your head with a cane, throwing water on you, why are you in my house? Get out of my house, what you doing in there? When they you in the street and they're trying to run from you because they're like, oh, the person trying to kidnap me, you know, it, it can look like something you never knew could happen. You never knew the person could respond this way. Um, it has a lot of different looks. Also, I wanna add this. One piece to keep mind of when you are dealing with somebody with memory loss is nutrition. They will forget that they've eaten they will lose their appetite. They will not eat. That is something that is big um, that comes up. So y'all just keep an eye out for that. I'm I'm done off my soapbox now. Oh, listen, though, that is good tips because listen, I done been cussed fulfilled, fulfilled by my aunt's mother. I call her grandma. So listen, they my family is my grandma, even though she's not, but that's my grandma. Cussed me, calling me big and fat. <laughs> calling me the B word, all kind of stuff. And this is not the way that she used to talk. But but let me tell you, sometimes that dementia take hold and the person that you see is a whole new person. Or what happens is they call it 911, come into the hospital, talk about someone is uh, leaking chemicals into their apartment and they smelling this and they smelling that. And they listen, tell me that ain't, that's been a case we dealt with. That was a case we dealt with in the ER and it happens. And it's not their fault. Their mind is just taking a hold and doing what it's doing to them. And it's hard as a caregiver to face that reality because, you know, you are looking at them as, as you know them, but you have to look at them as they are now and not personalize it. That's a lot of work that we did in healthcare, working with the patients and their family coming in is please, as best as you can, try not to personalize right? Try not to. I know it's hurtful. I know it's all of these things that are happening, right? 
But if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. They're going to cuss like that. <laughs> that simple as that. Like They're going to cuss them. So it's just remembering that. But I think all in all, right, um, maybe there's some tips that we can provide about caregiving or preparing to have a caregiver or the role of a caregiver. So people are oriented to know that if they can do it or not, right? So some of the role of a caregiver, and we talked about this, right, is assisting the cared person with their toiletry activities, including bathing, exercising, dressing, and eating, um, providing general care, such as administering medications and making and taking them to appointments, helping the cared for person to make choices based on available alternatives. Sometimes when someone has dementia and they're slipping, but they ain't fully gone, and you try to tell her what to do, all business, all kind of bacchanal going to rain down in the place. So you got to make it seem like it's their idea. This same great, great uncle, right, who has dementia, as he was starting to slip, my man was still driving, right? My <laughs> Driving the island. And one time he didn't take the car and park it in the middle of the street and left it there and couldn't remember where he put called him. <laughs> park the car so because the island is small everybody doesn't know everybody right he, he mm -hmm. long time he's been in government and call and stuff so people know him so the police they call his daughter and say listen your father did, left this car in the middle of the street so they went and got it and at first they were trying to tell him don't drive don't drive and he cussing them don't you tell me i'm a big man you can't tell me nothing i drive i drive fine i do this right so one day what they went and did, they called a mechanic, tell the mechanic come out, took the battery out the car. So my man have his key, but the car not start. And so every time he asked about the car, oh, my car not started. Oh, you know, maybe something, maybe the battery gone. You know, one day we're going to take and, and look and left. Oh, no, maybe the car is a limit. You know, coming up with different excuses <laughs> until he plum forgot about it. And eventually he went into nursing home because that's a whole nother story. But it was better off because the caregivers finding the right caregiver and, and Queen P going to talk about that. The caregivers were not appropriate, stealing fool out his house, taking up money out of his pockets because he would forget money was in his pocket and all kind of business. Okay. Anyway, let me finish this part. So managing appointments and coordinating healthcare providers, that's like making appointments um, and advising the care persons, loved ones, and family members on how to connect with and provide support and encouragement for the person, not just the person who has the ailment or illness, but also for the person who's giving, right? Having other family members rally around the person who is the primary caregiver um, and, and maybe supporting and providing that respite that Queen P was talking about. Okay. Well, things you should look for when choosing a caregiver is that you need to recognize what the person's needs are beforehand. Does grandma just need help in the shower? Can grandma cook for herself? Can grandma, you know, manage her activities of daily living or not? What are the person's needs, right? You want to make sure you know their needs, so you know if you can deal with it or not. Just like I was saying before, you know, um, you had mentioned something about you can't manage poop and vomit. Is um, Granny incontinent? Do she need to change when she has to poop? You know, know what the needs are beforehand in whatever capacity that is. You said something earlier about 
um, you know, people's finances and what all, you know, those, those things are going to be, people's affairs, right? Does granny need estate planning? Does granny need a will? Does granny need all of those things you need to consider and look into? The second piece is, you know, um, caring for an older loved one can be demanding. And that is going to impact how much the care will cost. Do granny got life insurance? Do granny got disability insurance? Do granny get social? Do she get disability? What kind of money granny got coming in? Is Uncle Dennis sending money from Australia? Is Auntie Barbara sending money from Belize? What's going on here? Why do you know all my family members' names? <laughs> Why you know all my family members' names? You name, I was like, hold on. First of all, Why everybody you know my got business? Uncle Dennis and everybody got Auntie Barbara. Hello. Oh, okay. We're uh, under the English colonization, I might say. So yes. Okay. So what is it going to cost? How much is this going to take? Because not for nothing, you know, even with the hours I'm working now, um, managing my own life, right? You still got to consider the cost of gas and toll and going to people's house. Checking in on a sick and shut in. Nana, did you take your, okay, where's the food, Nana? Okay, the cat got out, what's going on? Like, you still got to get to wherever the person is, right? Every day, every night, whenever there's an emergency, whenever there's a slip or a fall, whenever there's a, you need to rub somebody down with bay rum. You need to, oh, somebody ain't feeling good today. Tanti needs a piece of soup. Let me cook a soup on a Saturday and take it to Tanti. Now I got to go all the way to Staten Island because Tanti needs her, like, it's gas, it's toll, it's effort, it's energy, and all of that comes at a cost. So y'all need to figure out what the cost is going to be when you consider um, caregiving. The tips for the caregiver. If you're going to provide care, you need a support team. Not a support person, a support team. One, one cocoa fill basket, right? Every little bit counts. Each cent counts. Each person counts. It can't just be you and your sister, you and your brother, you and whoever. It gotta be the neighbor, the cousin, everybody. Okay, you don't live by auntie? Who live next door to auntie that we can trust? Who auntie got that can run over there quickly when she leave on the stove? Because I can't make it from where I'm at right now. I'm gonna be stuck in traffic. It's a situation, we, it takes a village. So please make sure you have a support team. While you're taking care of your elder, your loved one, whoever that is, be sure to rest. Rest is not a reward. Rest is a requirement. You need to sleep because if you out here sleep deprived, acting crazy, you're going to be just as crazy as the mad people them on the road. Okay. You don't want to not be prepared to care for somebody because their life is in your hands. You got to stop that. You can't be out here being unsafe. Follow up with the resources you were given. Let me just go ahead and emphasize how many resources I've given. Resource packets, right? The legacy draw. Um, these Alzheimer people organization, be kind, all kind of thing, all kind of resources is out here. And you know who use up the resources? People who don't look like you and me. They take their granny and drop them somewhere and do a system or whatever the case is. We be the ones holding on to the paper. We don't want to read the paper. We don't want to call the number on the paper. And we take the time to highlight it, you know. Social workers be out here saving lives, okay? We will highlight the number for you on the paper. Hey, call this number right here. Ask for Marsha. Marsha will answer the phone. You know, we still won't call and ask for Marsha. Use the resources that you're given because there are resources for a reason. You can't say we don't have access and we don't have resources when you're not using them. And again, know your limits, know what you can handle, know what you can manage um, because it is a lot, it is overwhelming, but if you have a good team, a good support system, and if you know what to expect, you can plan for it. There's no greater 
reward than being able to plan for something that you know is coming, right? It is what it is, such is life. All right, Queen H, that's it for me. What are your thoughts? My last thing that I want to end on is closed mouths don't get fed. If you need help, ask for help. Why you got to die on the hill? Why you got to be a martyr for the cause? You ain't got to do that. So please open your mouth, let people know what it is that you need. And people sometimes will tell you what it is they can help with. Okay, well, if that's what they can help with, that's what they're going to help. Every little bit count. It don't got to go your way all the time. And you know I'm talking to somebody, so you know when I get intense, I'm talking directly. So if you listening, I'm talking to you. Thank you very much. Anyway, enough said with that. There are many times that we're going to talk about this. I feel like this is a, a, a will be another episode. But thank y'all for listening today. Thank y'all. If you guys want to connect with us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at the Queens of Social Work Pod or on Instagram at the Queens of Social Work. If you want more information on the topic we discussed today, feel free to check out our show notes or email us at thequeensofsocialwork at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.